Okay, let us begin. Okay, let us begin, Baruch Hashem, the, the blessing of a new day, the blessing of the ability for a person to, to start fresh, to start new, to, to try and understand himself better, to try and, and learn how to, how to live our life, because our life is given to us for the purpose of working on oneself and growing and changing and expanding. One of the challenges that we have is, uh, is the challenge of, of a person being lazy in, in comfort and not wanting to change and not wanting to grow. A lot of times it's not so much the negativity that we have and being a victim, but rather being a victim and being negative gives us an excuse not to grow and not to change. It gives us an excuse to blame somebody else for my challenges and my problems. And once I blame other people, so then I'm, I'm putter. I have an excuse. To, to not grow and to not change because it's not my, my, it's not, that's not the problem. If only that person would be uh, better to me, then I'd be okay. If only my mother would have done this to me, if only my father would have done this to me, if only my, whatever the circumstance is. So when a person does that, then he's not, he's not in the world of, he's not in his, his circle of influence where, where he can influence himself. He's not able to, to, to become what he wants to become. Positivity and love of oneself is so important. The reason that positivity and love is so important on a, on a consistent basis, right? You're not going to tell your son, uh, right, Tati, Daddy, why haven't you told me you love me in, in a in a couple days. Well, I told you a week ago that I love you. Why do I need to tell you today that I love you? Right, your wife, right, you tell your wife, thank you, I don't have to thank you for dinner and tell you how much I love you and thank you for being my wife and being such a wonderful person because I told you a week ago, I told you a month ago. No, the shot is it doesn't make sense. Right? Nobody would do that, you'd say of course. I want to tell you every day I love you. I want to tell you as much as I can I love you. So the same applies to oneself. The same applies for oneself. It's like a, it's like a, a track. It's like a track that we have to realize, that we want to realize. A track that we always want to be playing. You always want there to be. Whatever it is that you're working with. It doesn't mean that you don't have your problems and your challenges and whatever it is that you have. But you always want to have the track that's being played that, that, that you love yourself Right, let, me, let me ask, let, let's just talk this out for a second. If your child does something wrong, and your child does something that they're not supposed to do, and they really did something wrong, so are you, would you tell them, Chas Shalom, that you don't love them because they did something wrong? Would you tell them, even when you're punishing them, even if, because you, you have to punish your children, you have to discipline your children. You can't, if your child does something wrong, you have to show them. It's a, that, that's your responsibility as a parent. You must discipline them. The, the Medrash says, If you don't discipline your children, if you don't punish your child, if he deserves that punishment, of course you have to do it with love and with, with, uh, with seichel, right? not with anger, not with your own issues going on. But, but to anyone who doesn't do that, it says, the magic says, you hate your child if you spare the rod. Right? But think about it this way. That would be a time where you tell your child that you do love them. That's the time where you remind your child that I love you, and I love you so much, and I love you, and it's hard for me. I don't know if you ever, you, you ever heard this. Right? You won't realize this until you yourself are a parent. If your parent ever told you, it hurts me more, you know, to have to 
punish you. It hurts me more to have to discipline. It hurts me more than you, the child. And you as a child are like, yeah, right, Dad. It doesn't hurt you more. But you will see as a parent that it's true. You will see as a parent that that is Emmett's. It's more painful. Why? Because I love you. Because I love you. And I love you so much. So we all, what, 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 what we want to try and do, and this is why we talk about the Hilton Slush and Hara, why it's so important, is because Lush and Hara is about, is about, is about me. Lush and Hara is not about the God. When I'm looking, oh well, <laughs> Lush and Hara is about, is about me. It's not about the other person. When you think the problem is the other person, that is the problem. When you think the problem is the other person, that in itself is the problem. Not the problem that you think it is, it's the fact that you think it's the other person. Okay, beautiful. Chazara, chazara, chazara. Review, review, review. To remind ourselves, and that's why it's so important, the, the, the more you've messed up, and the more failures you've had, and the more rainy it is on in the inside, that's when you want to love yourself even more. When you're having a bad day, when your son is going to have a bad day, when your daughter's going to have a bad day, your son comes back from school having a bad day. So what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Say, I can't believe you had a bad day. You're going to give him a, a nice hug. You're going to tell him, I love you so much. I love you so much. So where does that come from? That comes from me. So when it comes to myself, if I'm having a bad day, what is it that we need when I'm having a bad day? I need to learn to love myself. I need to learn to think beautiful thoughts. I need to learn how to care for myself more and more. Okay, question, comments, please. Come on. No comments, nothing. Okay. Rabbi Tzvi. You said everything I wanted to say. Okay. Baruch Shekivati. Yeah, I think... Uh, us as parents, sometimes we sin that we try to live um, through our kids. That means if, if someone grew up not having toys, he might come to buy his kids a lot of toys. And that's because he needs the toys, not because his kids needs. And I think it's the same thing with punishment. If, if one realizes that I'm punishing for him, and not for me, because I'm angry, there's no I'm angry. You're angry, go sit with your therapist, competition, go fly on your wife's shoulders. But if you're doing it for another person, that's when it also helps, because kids know. The kid knows, and even if he doesn't say anything, deep inside he knows daddy's just doing it because he's a cranky person when he wakes up in the morning. And I'm, and I'm playing, I'm not doing anything, I'm just running around, and he's getting upset. Yeah. And uh, yeah, if we start now, then we'll be ahead of the game with kids. Yeah. Exactly. Beautiful. Sorry, sorry. So, it, it reminds me. It reminds me what you're saying. Like, you, and this will happen in Mirzashen. Like in shul, why are you upset that your son's making a lot of noise in shul? Is it because you want him to daven, or because you don't want the guy next to you to say, "Why is your son making so much noise?" <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So if you're doing it because you're embarrassed, and it's normal to be embarrassed. I remember bringing my kids, uh, bringing them to yeshiva back, you know, whatever. I remember, and, and I was wrong. I remember to this day, you know, I, I was in Sharyashiv uh, and I sat in the front, and one of my kids, he didn't like, he didn't like sitting, you know. First of all, he didn't want to sit up front. He wanted to be in the back with his kids. I remember, I was, I was, I couldn't daven the whole time. I was so frustrated because I'm like, here I'm Rabbi Fisher standing with my kid, and my kid's supposed to be a tzaddik. You know, and, and he's, uh, you know, would rather be, you know, playing with, I don't know, with, with anything but, but, but dominating. You know what I mean? <coughs> like, what, oh, you mean, you mean he's a healthy, normal kid, right? And, and I remember going through it, and I, and I told, I remember talking to my wife, I'm like, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not bringing him to shul, I'm not bringing him the dhamma with me because it's, it's terrible with, for my relationship with him. It's terrible because it's wrong. It's wrong. I'm not doing it because I want him to learn how to daven. I'm okay if he doesn't daven. I'm doing it because, because I have to protect myself and I have to have this image for myself. And I'm like, 
I will not do that. I will not, you know, and it's, and it's uh, <laughs> thank you, it's fine. Thank you. I didn't do such a good job, but it's okay. Thank you for the for the love, uh, you know, that I tried. But 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 the reason I'm saying it is that 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 that's something that, that you want to be aware of. That's something that you want to be aware of. Okay, we've done, nobody here has kids. I mean, some do. I'm saying, I'm not talking to, to you guys here who have kids, but what Rabbi Tzi was saying, and the way he said it, and just to make your point, is that it's all about, it, it doesn't change when you're, as your future, as you get older. Everything I'm saying is not gonna change as you get older. It's only gonna become even more relevant. Because you're going to have your brother-in-law, you're going to have your sister-in-law, you're going to have your father-in-law. You're going to have like, there, you want to say what you told me last night? You never see it, was it? You know, uh, the in-laws. Yeah, yeah. unfortunately, we, we many of us, we have parents that uh, they want you to marry who they want to marry, or they want to live <coughs> your love, they want to live through you what their fantasy is. And, and that is completely wrong. I remember... I, I used to tell my wife, don't worry, one day I'm going to get you a beautiful house, a nice car. And she used to tell me, you want a big house and a nice car. I'm fine with living in a two-bedroom apartment and happens. But guess what? She ain't got a big house. And the point is, is that that again, it's not the detail, it's not the detail of what we're talking about now. It's it's the awareness that you want to have in in the and it's hard. It's hard. It's not, it's not hard. It's not hard. It's different. It's not harder to do what we're talking about. It's just different. It's something that we're not used to doing. We're not used to when I see someone and I see something negative in someone. We're not used to saying. Oh wow, that is a a great uh, present for me, and now I can figure out what my problem is. We're used to saying, "Okay, that guy is a problem. He's a problem." So we have to learn. You want to learn to to switch that and think differently. You want to learn to to learn the hilchos lashon hara, and then you begin not talking about anyone. The the more you begin not talking about anyone, the more you start saying, "Okay." Now I gotta focus on me. Now I gotta figure out what I gotta do. Okay, so let's learn the. Um, we're actually at the end of the sefer, page three twelve, day one seventeen. Believing rechilus is forbidden even when. Now again, rechilus again means what? When I hear that, or I say over. Sorry, when I say over, I hear that somebody doesn't doesn't like me, or someone said something about me, or someone said something about someone else, so if I, if I tell you that Chaim said this about you, you're going to be upset at Chaim. If I tell you, oh, Chaim said you're such a not a nice guy, so I'm not ta- ta- telling Lashon Hara about Chaim, but I'm saying that Chaim said this negative thing about you, that causes ill feelings between Chaim and you. So what about believing Rechilas? It's even forbidden when, listen to this, it's unbelievable. Three instances, the Chavetz Chaim says, even if the Rechilas was said in public, <coughs> even if it was publicly said, other people repeat the same thing, and the speaker is present and does not deny that he said it. So, for example, this is what he says, your brother tells you, uh, he uses the name Chaim also, your brother tells you that Chaim <laughs> spoke negatively about you. So now you're upset. You're supposedly going to be upset at Chaim. Your brother says, oh, you know what Chaim told, told me about you? So you're not allowed to believe this. Even if your brother told you this in the presence of a crowd. So even if your brother comes over to you in front of five people and says, oh, by the way, I want to tell you, Chaim you know, said that you're a selfish guy. You're still not allowed to breathe, believe him. Even if other people also told you that Chaim spoke about you. Unbelievable. Here we have another person, which is a lot of times where Lashon Hara is even more dangerous. Because when one person tells you something about someone, you're like, okay, maybe that guy, you know, 
uh, has a bad relationship with that person, when another person tells you the same thing, and you're like, it must be true. But the Chavos Chaim is saying, even if more than one person tells you it, you're not allowed to believe it. And the third thing is, this is incredible, even if Chaim is standing right there when your brother relays the information, and Chaim does not deny it. So if you're standing there, and your brother tells you in front of Chaim that Chaim you know, thinks you're selfish, and Chaim sits there and doesn't deny it, you're still not allowed to believe it. Unbelievable. Anybody know why? So the Chavit Chaim says, we've said this before, one is supposed to think that Chaim wants to practice. Look how far it goes to Dal Makafskhus and not to believe something negative. He says, Chaim wants to practice the meter of keeping quiet when others embarrass him so that he is afraid that no one will believe him if he denies it. So therefore, by Chaim sitting there and being quiet, you still can't believe it. Unbelievable. And he says, what if you know that Chaim is not the type to keep quiet when others accuse him falsely? He says, still assume that Chaim in this situation chose to remain silent, even though he was accused falsely, instead of taking the chance of being bombarded with more insults. Incredible, 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 incredible. It goes to show how far we have to go and how the Torah and Hashem believes in us, how far it is that we want to go by not seeing the negative, not believing the negative to the point where you're going to make up a whole story in your mind. You're going to make up a whole story in your mind of why all of this is not true. Yes, Eitan. Um, my first question is, uh, what if I am telling uh, whoever is telling the other person yeah, of course you're still not allowed to. Why? Because you're going to cause the the person to not like Chaim, <coughs> okay. right? You're going to cause. You're definitely going to cause a, ri- a rift between them. Uh, Especially if Chaim doesn't to, care. Well, what if he wants me to tell him he doesn't <coughs> like him, but? He just doesn't want to say himself because either it's too, you of it or Right, so again, the point is, Eitan, you don't ever want to say that this person said something bad about that person because then you're causing, you're causing them to, to not like each other. You're causing a fight that the next time he sees them, he's not going to be as nice because you told him, and this happens unfortunately a lot. And people say, oh, I'm not the only one who thinks you're selfish. I'm not the only one who thinks you're a liar. You know, so-and-so told me that you're a liar. So why do you do that? You do that because it strengthens you. But what it does is, is it adds another person into the picture, right? So can I say, for example, uh, Chaim told Jeff, uh, Chaim told me that, that um, Jeff lied. <coughs> Don't say, what, what are you thinking about with that? What if I also think he lied? Um, and I wanted to confront him about it. And good, so the, Okay, good. So that, good. That, as long as you don't mention the Chaim in the picture, you could go over him and say, listen, I care about you. You're my friend. I love you. We have an open relationship. <coughs> we help each other in life. I hope it's okay. Do you mind if I give you a little thought about things? And if he says, sure, I would love you to. And you can tell them in the nicest way possible. Could be sometimes you have a trouble with this. Great, awesome. That would be. Um, one last question. Sure, sure. Um, it's about Lashon uh, Right. Uh, you said that um, if if someone speaks Lashon Hara in my presence, I'm supposed to say I'm supposed to not believe it. Correct. Am I still allowed to ask the person if the Lashon Hara is true? If I don't mention that you told me it. Right, so great question. I mean, part of it is that you're allowed to still, you're allowed to, if it affects you in a certain way, you're allowed to maybe be suspicious that maybe it's true so you can look into it. 
if it affects you. Otherwise, you can't believe it. If it's just Tom, <coughs> someone saying, oh, this guy is this and this and that, then you, 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 you can't, you don't believe it. You don't believe it. And just something, again, we have to remember, the, the, the person speaking Lashon Hara is guilty. The person whose who's, Lashon Hara is being spoken about is innocent. So when you have somebody who's guilty versus someone who's innocent, who do you believe? You believe the innocent person. So anyone who's speaking Lashon Hara is already doing something wrong. So even if he's speaking about somebody else, right, you can't believe somebody who speaks Lashon Hara because he's already doing something that is wrong. Okay, Eitan. I like it. Keep on asking. Keep on asking. Keep on asking. Yes, go it make sense that talking about someone who's been pardoned and is Jewish is just straight up Lashon Hara? Great question. Great question. Great question. Uh, Dovi's asking, is it Lashon Hara to speak about somebody who is pardoned who's Jewish? Um, so I'm not, I'm not posketing um, the, the, the halacha. Yeah, I don't know if that still counts. That people know, even people know. I would definitely, um, just to, great question. I would stay away from the conversation because usually a conversation like that will lead to Lashon Hara. Which means even if you, we say it's not Lashon Hara because it's public knowledge and this and that, you could definitely say, did you hear so-and-so is pardoned, Mazel great, amazing. But be very careful because if you sit with a bunch of people and you start talking about people who are pardoned, what's going to say is like, oh, well, what did you do wrong? Why was he in jail? What did he this? And then someone's going to say, well, I disagree. Well, I agree. He was crazy. Did you hear what he did? He did this, and he did that, and he did this, and he did that. And all that's going to do is going to lead to further, further, further uh, Lashon Hara. If that's not Lashon Hara, you know, meaning, I'm saying even if it's not Lashon Hara, to say that somebody, if it's someone who's okay to you, if it's involved in your life, great. But otherwise, just stop to talk about it. What do you, you know, if you want to really, really know the truth? Yeah, it's just not talk. The Baruch Hashem, are we happy that there are Jews who are, you know, who are, you know, pardoned and all these things? Yeah, but then what happens is that someone's going to say, oh, well, well, uh, he deserves to be uh, in jail. He deserves it. Why is it good? You know what I mean? You're going to start a conversation which will only go south, which will not be a a good conversation, that I could tell you. You have to be very, very careful when you talk about you know, other people in general. You never want to be sitting there, you always want to catch yourself when you're talking about other people. You always want to catch yourself and say, why am I sitting having a conversation with somebody about somebody else? Why am I doing that? Why am I doing that? Because I have nothing else to talk about? Because it's enjoyable to talk about nothingness? Because it's whatever it is? Stay far away from that. Yes, he did. Yeah. Good question. Uh, just, just a follow-up question. Yes. Am I um, straight from the news? Am I allowed, not just the person who gets pardoned? Am I ever allowed to read um, the news? Great question. Great, great question. Great, 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 great question. Um, news is a very dangerous thing. Correct. I'm more, more than correct. I would I would it's very, very dangerous. It's very, very dangerous. I'm saying this for real. I got I'm gonna tell you everyone, I have four Torah news apps. I'm down to one. I'm not sure why I still have that one. But I st- I'm, not, I'm still holding on. But I got rid of three of them for the very reason that you did this. I mean, for other reasons as well. A waste of time. Not so much time for Hashem. But in my, the time that I felt was wasting because of Corona, I, I got two more apps. Last year, Corona, I got to know what's going on. Maybe it was justifiable. But I'm saying, yes, it's very dangerous. Very dangerous to read from news channel stuff, that, because it could be pure, 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 pure Lashon Hara. Besides the late Sunnis part of it, that there's a lot of late Sunnis, which we've had discussions about that, but yes, if they say, oh, well, this rabbi or this, this, is that, 
news basically many times is going to be lush and harm. Yes, very dangerous. So someone's going to say, so what am I supposed to do? I don't know what you're supposed to do, but, I, but, but we got to first start with what, I'm, what I know the truth is. You have to know the truth. You, you want to know the truth. That, that, that's step one. You want to know what the, what, 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 what's, what's real and what's not real. Just because it has a Hebrew letters on it doesn't mean that it's, that it's uh, just because it says the word, you know, something, you know, I don't want to say the name because I don't want to talk about a specific news channel, but just because it says, you know, something that sounds from does not mean that it's kosher. Restaurants that say kosher, not kosher. What? Restaurants that say kosher, not kosher in Israel. Yeah, whatever, yeah, right. I'm just saying, it's not, you know, yes, Moshe. Yeah. Right. So telling. I don't know if he has a. I don't know. Mustama, you can't believe it. If you can't believe from a Jew, probably you can. I don't remember seeing that halacha, but assume it would for sure be. You can't. You can't believe it. It's a good question. Meaning, you, you can't tell. A, you're, you're 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 not allowed to tell a guy something bad about a Jew either. Yeah. Yeah, it's even worse because you could cause a chol Hashem, cause misira, but the other way also. Good, good question. Yes, I meaning you're saying because it's coming from a Goyish newspaper. That's why. That's why. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Let me say everything about someone. Someone said like you wouldn't eat food if you didn't have a hefsher. So how can we Fighting to say, oh, 
you know, look, they're fighting. But meanwhile, he was like, you know, the second afterwards is they're hugging and it's such a kiddush Hashem. So, so you see the protest or you see certain things and it's like, oh, this is this, this is that. You know, you don't, you don't see a whole story. It's very, very dangerous. I'm telling you, very, very dangerous. Right, right. <laughs> right. Right, correct. 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 Right. Okay. That's why we're here. That's why we're here doing this. Right. And, 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 I, and I want to say something. If you don't think that it affects you, you don't think it affects your neshama. You don't think it affects the fact that this is how I look at this one and this is how I look at that one. Of course, it affects. You see something. When you see something, it's so powerful. You see this person against this person, it becomes a reality. It's reality. It's terrible. It's a very, it's a very dangerous thing. Yeah, Hashem will protect us. What we're doing is we're learning the halachas, and we're 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 uh, learning the halachas and reminding ourselves every day of the importance of of loving every Jew and judging a Jew uh, properly in, our, in ourselves. It starts with how my relationship with myself. It starts and ends with my relationship with myself. Because, because you're, you're, you're connected, we're all, right? What, the the muscle that Chazal gives is that if your hand does something wrong, you don't beat up your hand. Because your hand is part of your body. So too, if another Jew does something wrong, you don't, you don't disconnect him. You, the, the, the exact opposite. So Hashem will help us all, us and all the Jewish people, will be zocha to not speak any Lashonara, not hear any Lashonara, not judge negatively, to love each other more and more. And like we say all the time, it's not about loving someone who you like. It's loving someone who you don't like. It's learning to love someone who you naturally don't like. I don't like him. So it's about figuring out a way how to see the good in that person. Because I promise you, in your life, there will always be that guy. There will always be that girl. There will always be that somebody. Whether it's going to be when you get married, all you're going to do when you get older is you're going to add other people into your life. And you're going to be like, oh gosh, you know, that guy, I can't, I can't stand that person. And what you're going to want to do is to, to, to bring it home. Bring it home. To bring it in here. Hashem will help all of us to learn every day, to remind ourselves every day, and that will transform us and all the Jewish people. Amen. Okay, I'd like to talk about this this concept that we spoke about yesterday. It's so important in, in Nikias. I'm going to go uh, try and go one step at a time. As the Ramchal says, and I'm in Perik Yud Aleph, it's the longest Perik in Mesil Sharim. I'm going to start with the first thing that the Mesil Sharim talks about, like we said yesterday rationalizing. Rationalizing basically means denial and rationalization means that I don't even know that I'm lying to myself. That's the Chiddush. The Chiddush of what the Ramchal is saying is that I'm, I don't even know that I'm lying. So, so the Ramchal picks and he starts with three things. The first thing he starts with is that we steal. That's what he says. He says, Chazal say, Rubam Begezel. Most people are guilty of stealing. And he says, He says, even though most people are not actively ganavim, right? he says this in the beginning of the parak. Most people say, what, you're calling me a Ghana? You're calling me that I robbed, that I steal? I would never go into my roommate's drawer and take his wallet. He says, no, that's not what I'm talking about. Afal came, Rubam listened to me. Listen to what he says. Everyone tastes some type of Geneva. Everybody has some type of relationship with Geneva. And he says, Kashal Gezel Hedrit Migezel Gavoa. It's worse stealing from your friends than it is stealing from Hashem. So if you have a choice to steal from, a, from Hashem, to steal from tzedakah, let's say, or to steal from your friend, it's worse to steal from your friend. I mean, we don't want to steal from anybody. And listen to what he says. I'll give you an example, and then we can talk about it. It's very important to talk about this. 
He says like this. I'll get to you in a second, Eitan. Let me just present this like this. He says, people who work, who you work for somebody. If you're someone who works for someone, he says, they're putter, etzel balabayis. They're not chayiv to bench or to wash or to make hamotzi, not to wash, to make hamotzi and to bench. And even kriyashma, you are not chayiv to say, except for the first parsha when you're working for someone. Now, I'm not paskening la halacha. This is not a halacha shear that we're talking about. I'm not talking halacha. We're talking in a much wider range, which means a person here, look at what he says, Abba would not even give hello to a Talmud Chacham who said hello to him while he was working for someone. Why? Because you hired me to work for you. So any time I would go ahead and do something outside of what it is that you hired me to do, even if it's saying Kriyashma, even if it's benching, even if it's going ahead and saying hello, you're saying the words hello to a Talmud He wouldn't do that out of what? Out of respect of the boundary that I'm stepping out of my boundary of what I have a responsibility to do. And this is what he says. He says, Mayanu ha'oskim banoseim. And to remember this, if you're working for someone and you are going and doing your own enjoyment at the time that you are hired for work. Okiyasku bechavtseim ish libitzo. That a person is going ahead and he is uh, doing his own thing when he has to work for somebody. Okay, there's one more piece that I want to read and then we'll talk a little bit. It's so important. And he brings from Eov. He says, where does this all come from? Actually, I'll do that afterwards. First, let's get, first, let's get, get clear. What Ramchal is saying is that the number one thing that people will struggle with is taking something that doesn't belong to them. And it doesn't mean that you're going to do that actually actively, I'm stealing from a bank, I'm stealing money from someone. But what it means is, is that if I am responsible to do something, and there's something on me to do, if I take that time and I'm being paid for something, or someone is paying me to do something, and I don't <coughs> take advantage of doing it properly, there is a taste and a smell and some dust of being a Ganav. And he says, that's in Adam Chavero, like in the Dar HaMabal, the Dar HaMabal, they did so many crazy things. Why was the Dar HaMabal, why was the generation of the flood worse than anything and Hashem destroyed the world? Because of what? Because of in Adam Chavero, Ronechtam Zardinam Ela Al Hageza, boundaries. When they crossed the boundary, that this belongs, and we've spoken about this, when you go and you take your roommate's shampoo, it's only a little shampoo. I just took a little shampoo. I took a little shampoo. You took something that doesn't belong to you. Now, of course, we could say, guys, we make a room packed together. We say anything that's mine is yours. Hunter Lagama, you're fine. You're good to go for the rest of the year. Anything that belongs to me belongs to you. You're good to go. You go over to your boss and you say, boss, if I do this during my time that I'm at work, I'm doing this at a time of work. Are you mochuli? Mechila, you're good to go. He's not talking about that. He's talking about if somebody is doing something, you go into the fridge, someone's fridge. All I did was take a little bit milk from the guy for my coffee. What's the big deal? You are tasting the taste of Geneva. That is called rationalizing. Rationalizing is, why can't I take shampoo? What's the big deal if I took shampoo? What's the big deal if I did this? What's the big deal if I did that? Whatever it is that you're going to justify. But the, what the Rakhal tells us is that's the number one thing that people will justify. I mean, I'm going to just give another example. I just want to say straight. I am not mocked I'll see Shiva at all of anything that I'm going to say. I'm not mocked and no one is over any Geneva in the Yeshiva based on what I'm going to say. But I'm going to say something. When someone takes extra cups, and he throws them away, or he brings them to his room, or you go ahead and you take, or you take at lunch for supper, you take extra food, and you throw it out, 
and you do things that you're not, and we live in a generation where there's abundance, and you go ahead and you take milk, and it sits in your fridge, and then it spoils, blah, blah. That is also a boundary issue. Again, I'm not saying from the yeshiva, I'm not giving a schmooze to the yeshiva saying, I want all of you to know that that Amakbid, uh, don't do that. I am saying for yourselves and your life to be a little bit more sensitive. Someone told me, now of course this is an extreme, this is old school. Old school, I remember my grandmother did this, and he says that he had his father, this guy has a an older father, uh, and he told me, my father, we were just talking to Sam, he says, my father takes right a cup every morning, or could be for the week, takes a plastic cup, and he uses that one plastic cup, and he washes it out, whatever it is. That's called old school. That's old school. My grandmother used to do that. I remember my grandmother washing out plastic cups. I think, actually, my wife's grandmother still does that. Right, they wash out, right? My point is not to wash out extra cups. That's not the point of this discussion. The point of this discussion is an awareness of, of taking something and using something and disposing of something and living in a world and living in a mentality where, where it doesn't, I know when I sometimes go to a restaurant, I can just tell you, I haven't gone in a long time, but if I, I picked up something, I would take napkins, I like napkins. I personally like napkins. No, I'm serious. I like napkins. I don't know why, but I like napkins. And when I would go, if I go to get a shawarma, or go to get a falafel, I'm being serious. So I take napkins, but in the back of my mind, I'm just sharing. In the back of my mind, I always like to have napkins in my car. And I could use napkins. So I would take, let's say, an extra few napkins. And I try, I try to remember to ask the guy who served me the falafel or the shawarma to say, he was at the center, and he looked out extra napkins. Why? Because after learning this from the drama, I said to myself, oh, of course I could take napkins. Of course I take napkins. But I don't want to take an extra napkin that doesn't belong to me. Okay? That is the beginning of boundaries. That's the sensitivity of boundaries. And I just want to say, and I'll end off with this before I, I, uh, I pass, pass it to you guys is that what's very important is that this will overflow into other areas of your life. It's not about taking extra napkins. It's not about taking extra cups. It's not about taking your roommate's shampoo without permission. It's about taking It's about taking it. It's about not being aware of boundaries. It's being not aware of what belongs to me and what belongs you. So question comments. Shimon. says it straight out. Gezel's man is Gezel. Gezel's man. Gezel Chafetz Gezel. Gezel's man Gezel. If you steal someone's time, if you wake somebody up, if you wake up your roommate and you steal his time, you steal his time, whatever you do, or you steal someone else's time for something, it is considered Gezel. Again, that's a boundary. We're all about boundaries. That's on him, that's not on you. I know, but how do I express that person? Because I want to be nice, like, yeah, I want this guy, but it's in my heart. You can tell him nicely. So you tell him nicely. If you tell him nicely, it's fine. You can say, I love that we're talking. I'm on a schedule. Maybe we could talk another time. Thank you, know. Obviously, you don't want to, you know, you want to be nice and be respectful and do it in the nicest way possible. You know, I'd love to talk to you now, and I like you. Don't take this personally, but you know, I, I this time I need for X, Y, and Z. Yeah. <coughs> yeah, you did, yeah. Um, what about my parents paying tuition? Right. And I go on vacation. Right, right. That's a great question. 
That's a great question. If somebody is paying for you to, to do something, so that's a great question. That's a great question. I'm not, you know, I, you have to assume that your parents or whoever is, is paying for you to do something, you have to assume that they realize, yeah, there's time to sleep, there's time to go on vacation, but you want to, you want to be sensitive, that's the point. You want to be sensitive, you want to say, okay. Yes, that's a great question. Yeah, it's a very sensitive thing, yes. Right. Great. That's a great question. Do you hear Shlemy's question? That's oh, a great. I know. I, I, I no. I, the reason I'm saying it's a great question is because I said very clearly, I, this is not a halachic um, uh, discussion. The answer to your question, Shlemy, is that is that I, I don't know, but the sensitivity of what you're saying is the sensitivity. You're saying I'm taking a book or I'm taking a safer that that belongs to everybody. I'm pulling that safer and I'm, and I'm boundary-wise, I want it whenever I want. That's I want it whenever I want, exactly. So that's a sensitivity, just like you did this question. Me going on vacation, me doing whatever I'm doing, right? A person's married, wait till God willing you're married and your wife is struggling to support you and help you that you can learn in yeshiva and you're, and you're taking advantage of that and you're not learning, right? That's the thing they say, the wife gets more scar than the husband, why? When, when, when he's learning yeshiva, why? Because he could be in yeshiva doing nothing, schmoozing all day, but she's at home, it's the same thing for her. She's at home, whether he's learning all day or he's bottling all day, she gets the start like he's learning all day, right? Because to her, she's still left alone. But the point is, it's all, it's a great question, Shlaimi. It's a sensitivity that we all need to have. It's a sensitivity that is something in our generation is very, 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 very broken down boundaries. The boundaries of this is you, and this is you. This belongs to you, and this doesn't belong to me. This belongs to, you know, that's where Geneva comes from. Geneva comes, as, as Ramchal says, it comes when you look, when we live in a world where we see what everybody else has, and then we begin to want what everybody else has. Yes, Rabbi. Just to clarify, the Rose's example, but in that case, wouldn't I need to go speak, um, speak to the owner of the establishment? Rather than the right, okay, good. If I'm taking, correct. The, the point is, the point is, if I'm sure the person behind the counter has the ability, you know, we're, we're not talking about taking a case of napkins. We're not talking about filling up. I'm saying, you take, I'm talking about taking three, four extra napkins. So I'm saying, correct, if I would speak, start opening up a napkin company based on the restaurants, and that would be something to maybe sit with the guy and say, okay, I want to start taking your napkins. I'm just saying the sensitivity is, is that someone can say, yes, I give you a shush. Yes, you're right. If you're a chosheh, if you're a chosheh, that the guy doesn't have that permission. So then, I wouldn't be any that the point, again, the point is just the sensitivity. That's the point. The step one of everything we're saying here is the awareness of, of course you're going to ask your roommate, they're saying, why are you asking such a silly question? Of course you can take my shampoo. But just to be aware of it. Be aware of it. Yes, Rabbi, see. Yeah, I just, uh, I want to touch on what Shimon was asking and just to clarify. Yes. If you don't want people to disturb you and deal with the human dynamics, then go to the desert. <coughs> with a society that the norm is that people want to see how you're doing, people once in a while will annoy you, and as long as it's under that umbrella of norm without getting into who decides what's norm or not. And I think what Rebbe's saying is a personal thing and growth for every human being. If you're gonna be that guy that's gonna yell at your friend that you're doing Gesel's mom, you miss the whole point of the shir, yeah, correct me if I'm wrong. And, and the idea is that for us to learn, like Rabbi said, when you get married, if you have an issue now, that when someone asks you for a little bit of your shampoo, you say no, wait till your wife asks you for shampoo or chocolate or whatever it is that's, that you feel is yours, you're gonna go crazy. So it's better to train yourself. But it's not about what other people are doing, and it's none of your business, and don't be that guy saying, Gensel's mom, Gensel's mom, because you, you act 
like a shaita, and that's not accepted here. That's one. <laughs> Two, I want to say that any time when my I get a flat tire or my tooth, I have to go, which is happening often, I always say it has to be that somewhere along the month or the year, I took or did something that was 400 shekel that didn't belong to me. And if you think you're getting the weight, speak, it's going to come back in a different way. So your bike's going to break, your car's going to break. And, 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 and if we see the picture that way, so it's not about, oh, it's not a big deal taking. It's eventually, it's going to come around. Your iPhone's going to crack. This is going to crack. Something's going to happen. After 120, he has a whole full box of things that he's done wrong. Mi makatrig barosh kula. Which Avera will incriminate you, number one? The answer, the measure says, is 
Gezel. <coughs> the thing that you least would think about. It was only a little shampoo. It was only an extra sauce. I was only playing the music for everyone to hear. It was only whatever, whatever, whatever it is that you're referring to. I only took the book and I kept it myself. All of these are things that are boundaries. All of these are things are are things we don't think about. That's why they're on Kala saying you've got to be aware of this. You've got to be aware of it. And like Dobie said, these little things for yourself add up and it changes you as a person. You don't want to be that person. Yes, Ellie Raful. Right. Take 
example we take from other people. Right. Um, even if someone never took some something from someone else, but he he ate without saying bracha, that's smells um, he still spoke to God. So even yeah. if it's not necessarily from someone, but it's still to God, he's still gonna give you it's better obviously for the punishment to be in this world than the next. Beautiful. So Beautiful. switch one of the words you said, you know, and Ellie was saying this as well, which is true. It's not so much about the punishment as much as you, 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 you took something that doesn't belong to you, you got to give it back. Hashem, Hashem, it's not about being punished. It's, it's, it, it, didn't, it didn't belong to you, so you got to give it back. That's what this is about. This, that's what this is about. Hashem will help each and every one of us to be zocha, to be aware of who we are, what we do. Don't worry about your past. Start today because that's the only day you have. You want to fix your past? Fix today. You want to not, you not, you want to not worry about your future and create a great future? Fix and do today the way you want to live today. Create an amazing day. Have a wonderful day, everybody.